Let's begin with some encouraging words from Ephesians chapter 3, 21, 14 to 21. Listen carefully. When I think of the wisdom and scope of God's plan, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. Stop. When I think about God's plan, that means he stopped to think about God's plan. Do you ever stop to think about God's plan? Think, not just of the future, because you can't see into the future. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about hindsight even. Looking back and seeing how you are where you are because of God's grace. How he spared you from a ton of things. How he allowed you to walk through a ton of things that you wish he would have rescued from that. Would have been good. Would have been good. I've heard people say, and this is a rabbit trail, but so what today? I've heard people express the joy of God's blessing. Oh, God is so good. Why? Oh, he gave me this. And oh yeah, he stocked up my, oh yeah, I've got all this stuff and oh, I've been blessed. Oh, God is good. Hmm, that's great. And we, we rejoice with those who rejoice. And then we hear people walking through serious, serious, deep waters. And I've heard a person say, God is good in that. Just like Vicky was telling us about the song this morning. That was brilliant. I never saw that in a song before. Ever. You know? God is good when things are good. God is good when things suck. That's important to remember, folks. That's why he writes, when I remember God's plan. Does it mean that God is not blessing us when things are crappy? I had one person share a story of healing. God's good because he healed. And I bury somebody who was not healed. Is God still good? Is God's goodness conditional on your circumstances? Be careful how you use your phrases, especially when people are walking through pain and shoving in their face ungraciously. That's not grace. That's not loving one another. And only the Holy Spirit can give you the insight, which means you're listening for the Holy Spirit who guides our thoughts and our actions every single day. We can choose to listen or not listen. Some of us need a lot of Q-tips. Okay? The world clogs up our ears to hear the Word of God trying to speak into our minds. We're cluttered busy. When I think of the wisdom and scope of God's plan, my hope today is to give you some insight into the scope of God's plan through the scriptures. Hopefully I'll get there. Listen to this. The creator of everything in heaven and earth, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will give you the mighty inner strength through his Holy Spirit. And I pray that Christ will be more and more at home in your hearts as you trust in him. Listen carefully. 
It says, may he be more and more at home in your hearts. It doesn't mean that he doesn't live there. It can be misread. I would have misread it through my German Baptist roots history and Pentecostal background that I would have read it as in, ooh, he comes and goes. He's not at home. You know, when I'm bad, he's, uh, he's not there. When I'm good, he, he whoop, can't help it, so he leaves. So there's this weird idea of my understanding of who God is. But he is. He's in us. May he be more at home, meaning may you experience the comfortableness of his presence more and more. And may you become more and more aware of his presence, which affects your thinking, which affects your behavior. You don't have some outside person whipping you, says, you have to do this list of, if you want to be part of this group. No. He's given you his spirit, period. That's it. You have everything you need. You lack nothing. This is good news. May you have inner strength from his unlimited resources. Think of Diane. I'm sorry, I gotta pick on you. But man, her the way she shared a lot with me. She's comfortable with this. It's okay. Um, the stuff she is wrestling with right now, she is the one person I trust to be really blunt and honest with. And she is very blunt and honest back because we have the relationship to do it. There are some who like to be blunt and don't have the relationship, and it turns you off. It's like, no. You need relationship first. We have relationship. And she's able to share the, the honest agony and shared the inner strength that has hit her. I have yet to see somebody walk through the hell she's walking through with the attitude of inner strength. I've never seen it that up close before. Okay? I choose not to cry right now. But holy smokes. Not right. Right. Good. Um, may your roots go down deep into the soil of God's, listen to this, deep doctrine? Bible theology? No. May your roots go down into his love, his marvelous love is what it says. That's your fuel, folks. What is the octane that gets you going after coffee? What is, is it the love of God? Or is it your, oh, I'm, I do all these things for God. How exciting is that? No, it's not what you do for him. It's the fuel, the place your roots are in. Have you chosen to put your roots into his love? Or into right and wrong doctrine? Right and wrong doctrine is not for you. The Bible does declare what is right and wrong. But you and I are not the determiners of it. The scriptures are, you're not. There is right and wrong. But the Holy Spirit's given us a better way. The better way is, put your roots into the love of God that He may fuel your thoughts and behaviors and you don't have to give a concern to right and wrong because it will all be right. (laughs) Where are your roots? And here we go. This is the best part. You thought that was good? (laughs) Yeah, this is great. And may you have the power... To understand as all God's people should. Hmm. As all God's people should. 
He's making a statement here that is a wake-up call to our maturing journey. Folks, Sunday morning is not just a place to come and do church. Isn't that nice? And then you leave there, I'm done for the week. Sunday morning is a way to connect with people. Maybe hear a cool message that speaks to your heart. Awesome. And awesome music, too. Of course, coffee. I mean, staple. But it is about this, that we may have the power to understand, to understand. And the only one who can give you understanding is the Holy Spirit. You can learn all this stuff. You can have this memorized and not understand. As you begin to understand, something scary is going to happen. You thought you had it figured out. What? There's more? And suddenly, the well opens up and outshoots a ton more water and revelation. You go, how do I contain this? And then, there's another spring. And there's more. It just grows and goes and goes. There's no stopping to how much you can understand and grow in. With it comes humility. With it comes gentleness. With it comes having the roots in love All that you do and say will be an expression of the love of God. That's the goal. That you live out the life of Christ in you. That the love of Christ is the number one thing people see out of you. Christ is in you and he wants out. Will you let him? Well, people will think I'm weird. Religion looks weird. He's not looking for religion. He's looking for authentic living out. Even our terminology in churchianity, I tell you, some of the language we use and the terminology, especially on Facebook, it's sick. All these Christianese phrases, if you, you say it and then they fight about how you worded it. And it's like, really? There is no love in this. That's right and wrong? Crap. Christian rules and procedures. Crap. Just, you know, some of you hadn't heard that before. May you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep his love really is. As soon as you figure out God's love, I promise you, you've not figured it out. There's much more. As soon as you get comfortable with, oh, I know about God's love. Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. Is that true? Of course it is. But there's so much more. That's child level. You're called to grow up. There's more. Stop sipping pablum. It's gross anyway. May you, and this is, this is the best sentence. First, understanding is good, all that stuff. But here it is. May you experience the love of Christ. Though it is so great, you'll never fully understand it. Then, and only then, will you be filled with the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Okay. You mean there's more I can get of God? No, that's not what this is saying at all. Filled with the fullness of God. You already have the fullness of God in you. You have the fullness of Christ in you. He's given you everything you need. You don't have to pray for a single extra thing. 
Although I do catch myself sometimes thinking, Lord, is there something I'm missing? You know, can you just add it on? My little honest lack of faith prayers. I do have them. It's okay. He can handle them. But this fullness is talking about is the idea of being controlled by. The fullness, the controlled by. Be filled with the Holy Spirit, not drunk with wine. The idea of being filled means to be controlled by. Not empty, needing filling up, but being controlled by. That's the analogy here. He wants you to experience him. And this is where we have trouble in the Western church, especially in Canada with conservative churches and charismatic churches. This is the fight. Some say it's all about the experience. Some say it's all about the knowledge and understanding. Folks, it's both. And both sides are afraid of the other one. The, the feelers and experiencers, uh, they think that the, the understanding and knowledge is going to be, oh, it's going to, you know, oh, no, no, that'll stifle it. No, it won't. It makes it come alive. And the ones that are into thinking and doctrine and, and it's good stuff, good teaching, good deep teaching, but we can't, oh, no, you'll go too far in the experience. You need both because you've been created by Christ to feel, to experience. And that's why these kids are going on a missions trip to experience something they cannot experience here. How far, how wide, how deep his love really is. Then you'll be filled with the fullness of life and power that comes from my self-motivation. Whoops. No, that comes from God. Right. I used to think that I could muster up brownie points with God. If I did the right things all week, and the longer I did it, then I, oh, when good things happened, that was me doing it. Here's an example. I would show up for church at a previous church I was at, and be there at like, like 6 a.m., and I'd have my hour prayer time, I'd have my list, I'd go through the list, and these are good things to do. But I did it with the motivation of, I wanted to conquer my bad behaviors and pay them back by doing this. What's that called? Works, and what's it called in some churches? Legalism, and what else is it called in other churches? Catholic Church, come on folks. Penance! Oh my goodness! And you laugh at it, and we don't realize the evangelical church is full of penance thinking. And we mock other denominations for having it, and not see our own. I did that. And then I did my, 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 my money, I had to give 10%. And I was taught that, well, God knows how to get it back. You'll get a flat tire and pay for towing. You could have given to the church. Uh, would, have, would have been good. Darn, I knew I should have given this week. I've done, I, honestly, I really believe this. Because as you pursue trying to get right with God through religious good behavior, and it all looks good, and then something good happens, you point to your good behavior and you take credit for it. I did it right. Here's the, here's the magic plan. I do these things. This is the result. Same thing. Flip it. You do something bad and patterns that are unbecoming of you as a saint, the real you. And something bad happens, that's payback. What's that called in some world faiths? Karma! There are more Christians that believe in Christian karma than they do in the faith of who Christ is. I do not believe in Christian karma. I believe in the Holy Spirit residing in us. We need to learn to live from Him or we'll direct our faith to a thing that doesn't even exist. Be warned. Be aware. If you don't know it's a possibility, 
You may not realize it's happening to you. Maybe today is a wake-up call to you. So, wow, I never thought of that. Darn, I don't want that in my life. I can't believe I've been thinking like that. Lord, is there a better way? Yes, I've given you everything you need. I've blessed you with everything you could possibly need and want. You've got it all. You're a saint. You're holy. You're pure. You're clean. You are loved. Now, put your roots into the love that formed you. Get your nourishment from your maker. When a car is created, it's built on certain fluids running through. I think there's like five fluids. One of them's really important. It's called gasoline. Because it's designed for gasoline to function. You have been designed to be fueled by the love of God. There's never a lack of it in you. But I really believe there's a lack of awareness in us, which feels like an empty tank, but that's a lie. When you realize the tank has been full all along and is endless and has a permanent full supply, then you begin to see your world differently. You begin to see relationships around you differently. The humility of Christ will come. You learn to submit not to certain people, but one to another, which is what we're called to submit to. One to another. Those that are leaders, submit to your leaders. But we're called to submit to one another. That's what Christ has called us to do. How do you do it? By being rooted in love. Otherwise, there's ulterior motives. I want my way. <laughs> Welcome to churchianity. I grew up with it. Now the glory be to God by his mighty power at work within us. <coughs> glory be to God, as in, holy smokes, that's amazing, God. That's called worship. Okay? You can sing a nice little hymn, whatever you want, but that's my kind of worship. What? Or my term is, woohoo! You know, just thank you, God. You have filled me with this abundance. Are you kidding me? Glory to you. This is incredible. And here's the big thing. Folks, if you're wondering where God is, He is at work in you because it says right here, Now glory be to God by His mighty power at work within us. Not future tense, but present tense. Not past tense, present tense. You're wondering where He is? He never left. I always used this phrase growing up and I was, when I was a youth pastor. I'd say, you know, just think of who moved and who stayed. You know, God can't handle sin. Mm -hmm. And it's all about us. Us. Do you see the stupidity of it? First of all, let me remind you, and I've said this many times, Christ holds all things together. He is not absent from anything. There are individuals who do not believe in God that he still holds together and his light still shines through. They are being called to believe. There has to be a place of belief. It's critical. I think people are going to experience hell while still being held together by God. Hell's a reality, but I'm not sure it's the reality you may think it is. There are some other perspectives throughout church history that are worth exploring. It's still real. But belief is required. And when you believe as a gift by the, from the Holy Spirit, <gasps> everything changes. 
You experience your new identity. You walk in it now. This is the good news. This is the gospel. Now glory be to God by his mighty power at work within us. He is able to accomplish infinitely more than we would even dare to ask or hope. (gasps) Do you have good dreams? Some artsy people are in this congregation and they can be very creative and come up with and conjure unbelievable scenarios and ideas. But I promise you, it's not just artsy people that can dream. And I'll, I'll make it really clear to you right now in a very harsh way. Do you ever fantasize? That's a trick question. Where's he going with this? Where's he going with this? <laughs> How many times have you been afraid and fantasized what could happen and think through the scary scenarios of what's going to happen to your kids? Oh, the path they're on. And you dream and think through their future. I, I had my scary scenarios. I fantasized when I came to this church at first, moved to a house in Waterloo, and all hell was breaking loose with everything in Fort Erie. It was brutal. I was scared. I was not living out of, my, my roots were not sucking up from the love of Christ, but rather I was drawing from fear and fantasizing thoughts of, oh no, are we going to lose our house? What am I going to do? Uh, putting Lori and our kids in an apartment. For us, that would have been brutal because it would be a big, big step backwards for us. For us, it was just a crash. In my mind, it had all figured out of how it could happen. Oh, no. And then my anxiety was spiking. And my wife finally said, if this is the grace walk. (laughs) I was not happy with that. So I did my huffing and puffing away. Because you can't give in in that time because, you know, pride. Well, later I went on. And sat down with the Holy Spirit. Actually, he sat me down and said, mm-hmm. that's not the message I've put in you. And when that became real, I began to discover the work in us. I began to see that I was fantasizing fearful thinking. And I was thinking far beyond anything. And here we just heard that he is able to accomplish infinitely more than we would ever dare to ask or hope. Boy, you've got a good list too, don't you? you? You can think of some pretty juicy things to ask for and hope for, right? I'm sure of it. You're human. But he can do more. He can. Will you trust him as the God of outcomes? For those that are fearful this morning of something in your life, whether it's death pending, whether it's somebody else pending's death, some sickness, some job thing, you call it whatever you want. We each have our little lists. We do not look at those things with fear, authentic fear. We look at them through the eyes of faith and surrender our fears. Say, Lord, I'm scared crapless here. What? do I do? I surrender to you. I can't handle these emotions right now. I'm at wit's end, God. I'm told to to, to think happy thoughts. I can't. It's just not physically possible. I surrender. Help me. Help me. Help me. He loves those prayers. 
His heart reaches out quickly to those prayers. He loves healing the hurting. And those of us who are not hurting, he's called you to reach out with love and tenderness to those who are hurting. As an act of grace, as a person filled up with Jesus Christ, acting through your unique personality, your unique oneness with Christ, loving one another, encouraging one another. May he be given glory in the church. Imagine that. And in Christ Jesus forever and ever through endless ages. Amen. Do you know what amen means? End of the prayer. (laughs) Eating time. It means so shall it be. So shall it be. The love of Christ is in you. God loves you. There's nothing, nothing about the real you he despises. Nothing. All the stuff that you think he would despise isn't even the real you. It's okay. And the more you believe that, here's what's going to happen. Those things you're disgusted with and embarrassed about, he will work those out of your thinking and your behavior will begin to change as you put your roots in his love. Can you handle being loved by God? I think a lot of people have a hard time because they don't love themselves. This is big. I can't forgive myself is a big phrase I hear a lot. It has to do with loving you the way God loves you. Well, I hold myself to a higher standard than God. That's what a lot of people say. You say it by saying, God couldn't love me. God couldn't forgive me. God, no, if he really, I can't even forgive myself. If God can forgive you and you don't forgive you, you've put yourself higher than God in your standards. That's what I mean by you have a higher standard than God. You don't. Even that's a lie. That's why this is encouraging. This is why we've got to eat from his word in a good way. This, this is a written word. The real word of God is the Logos, Jesus himself, just so you know. We don't worship the Bible. We worship Christ, who is the author of this. He is the one who's given you life. He's the one who's placed himself in you. He's the one who just finished telling you he's already at work in you. Do you lack any confidence that God's in you? Then start to believe the truth you're hearing right now. That's the good news. And when you start to believe it, it'll affect others. You don't even have to tell people you're getting it. You'll start living it out and it'll come. Now, I should probably start my message. (laughs) Serious. Wow, that was the biggest rabbit trail I've ever had. Let's 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 pray. Wow. At least I have next week's ready. Heavenly Father, you're good. But sometimes we don't think we're good. So will you please replace our thoughts with your thoughts? Replace the thoughts that have been planted in us, outside of us, and replace it with your truth. May we see ourselves as you see us. May we stop hurting our bodies 
trying to make something right, that has already been made right. Through whatever method we do, through addictions, through lack of food or overfood, through drugs and alcohol, pornography, all these things that contribute to not knowing who you are in Christ, not knowing you're fully loved, please refresh our minds, renew our minds, and allow our roots to go deep, into the soil of your love and begin to let it trickle up in us and then out in action. Christ in us and wants out. Thank you, Father. Make this truth very, very real to each person in this room, even those who don't want to hear it right now. Amen. So shall it be.